Hello, I'm Chris Giles. Welcome along to this podcast from International SOS. Today we're discussing the recent outbreak of the Marburg virus that was found in Equatorial Guinea. Joining me to talk about what it is, what illnesses it causes and how to stay safe is Dr Kate O'Reilly, Medical Director for the Medical Information and Analysis Team at International SOS, and Holly McGurk, who's our Security Director for the Information and Analysis Team covering Western and Central Africa. So, Kate, I know International SOS has been closely monitoring the situation. So can you tell me where the most recent cases have been? Yeah, so we um, we picked up actually last week, um, last Friday, that there was a cluster of cases of a severe illness in Nusok Nusomo in Kienten province. It wasn't clear what this was due to, other than the symptoms that cases were displaying were diarrhea, temperature, and also some bleeding. So this kind of put us on alert that it was a severe illness, and we've been monitoring since. And then on the 13th of February, the authorities um, in Equatorial Guinea announced that the cause of the illness was uh, Marburg virus. So what exactly is Marburg virus? So Marburg virus belongs to a group of viruses um, of hemorrhagic fever, so similar to Ebola's part of that group, and they tend to cause severe illness and have a um, high fatality rate. And generally symptoms kind of develop over 2 to 21 days, usually kind of the norm is about 5 to 10 and um, can include, like we said, fever, chills, headache, muscle pains. Uh, with Marburg, you may get a rash on the chest and stomach and then nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, sore throat and diarrhoea may develop. And then as it progresses, you get, you know, the massive hemorrhage and organ dysfunction. Um, and often this is related to the lungs and the gastrointestinal tract. It, and with Marburg, the fatality rate so far in the outbreaks we've seen, because it is a rare disease, is between about 25 and 80 percent. Now, you say it's a rare disease, which is, is good and is of, of, of comfort. But how, how does it spread? So um, it's spread from person to person through bodily fluids, you know, people coming into contact. So blood, bodily secretions. And, you know, if you don't wash your hands and you've got bodily fluids from another person on them and you touch your face and those fluids enter your body, which is very different to viruses such as, you know, COVID that we've seen, which is an airborne disease. And can it be treated? No, there's no there's no vaccine for Marburg and no medication. So treatment is supportive, you know, giving people fluid, replacing replacing fluid loss um, and trying to prevent um, organ failure. Now, I understand the World Health Organization is involved. So what have they said? What are they doing? So the World Health Organization have deployed um, a team to the area and they are looking to help with surveillance, with care of um, those that are infected, helping with prevention strategies, improving diagnostic capability within the country because, you know, testing for Marburg is a specific blood test that needs to be handled by uh, specific laboratories and also, you know, providing medical supplies and protective equipment for um, healthcare workers who are involved in caring for these patients. So Security Director Holly McGurk, you've been monitoring the situation. What's the response been from authorities in the country? Sure, yeah. So from our side, we're looking at the kind of movement restrictions and some of the operational challenges that are coming into play because of the, the medical threat. So the key thing is that travel um, to and within Kia and Tem has been restricted. 
So even under normal circumstances, it's quite difficult to move around in this part of Equatorial Guinea. So you would need a government permit and you'd need to have an essential reason to actually access these parts of the country. But that's been further restricted now because of this outbreak. So, you know, people won't find themselves accidentally in this area, but if they are undertaking travel to those affected areas for essential reasons, maybe they're part of the response, then they should just make sure that they're fully briefed on the medical risks and also some of the journey management precautions that they would need for that area. So, you know, four-wheel drive vehicles, traveling with a convoy just in case there's any issues and you need the support of another vehicle, carrying some medical kits, uh, adequate communications, water, fuel, things like that, because it is quite remote and you do just need that extra bit of support in case anything goes wrong. And have cases so far just been contained to Equatorial Guinea or are we aware of any other alerts in the region? The neighbouring governments are trying to contain it. Um, So there has been movement restrictions put along Cameroon's border with Equatorial Guinea and also along Gabon's border. So sampling some of the travellers that are crossing the border and also trying to prevent um, movement in some areas. But, you know, this is something that will have mixed results. Uh, The government is saying that so far it's been effective. But what we know from similar situations with COVID is just that this border is so porous, it's quite difficult to actually enforce that. So we'll see for how long they're able to actually prevent the virus from spreading to to other countries. Given what we've heard, Dr. Kate O'Reilly, is there any cause for concern? Would you say you said earlier it it was a rare disease? Should people be overly worried and overly concerned about what's happening? Um, I think, like I said, it's rare. It's happening in a province that is is remote. Um, Measures have already been put in place. So surveillance measures have been stepped up. The um, government has put the province now under quarantine. So as Holly said, you know, this isn't likely to be 100% effective, but they are taking measures. And I think with increased awareness and, you know, people following the advice, avoiding contact with sick people, there's now over 4,000 people under quarantine, you know, not participating in communal hand washing during funerals and public gatherings, and, you know, paying strict attention to hygiene, then hopefully the outbreak will be contained relatively quickly. And we've seen this in other countries in Africa, where we've had small Marburg outbreaks. The the last one was in Ghana in September 2022. And actually, there was only three cases. So I think the speed of the response is critical. And also people listening to the messages about prevention that are being circulated. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you both for bringing us up to date with the latest situation. Thanks, Chris. Now, just a reminder, you can access the latest information and alerts from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out more about our network of assistance centres available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.